0: Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year.
1: When I, I spoke with Kevin, if i going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I said, you're a crazy good like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: What's happening, everyone? and Costa here, Gate 7 International, a Sunday edition, touching on a few things, preseason number two some transfer rumors and of course maybe a little bit of a world cup chat afterwards. Costa, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: Hey, good to be back. It's been a, been a while since we've done a live. Let's uh get the juices flowing. I think yeah, we already managed to do that with a Holebas interview.
0: Um, yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. And well, now that you brought it up, guys, if you haven't checked it out already, the Holebas interview is up. It is in my opinion, and I know uh, some of the comments on the video and on socials agreed, this is the best interview we've done. We've done some great interviews with a lot of great players, but Unfiltered Holebas is something else. That guy is a trip, tells it like it is, and you love to hear it from him. I mean, it was an amazing interview. Costa and Costa, they did a fantastic job uh, to bring you guys this content. So check it out if you haven't done so uh, already. It's a really, really wonderfully done interview.
1: This dynamite. And- he, it's so you have to. I mean, you, you know the guy from his demeanor. He looks like a very direct kind of person, like outspoken, and you know the, the title was quite indicative of of what the uh, of what the interview was like. I mean, the guy is a straight shooter. He's very very direct, very honest. Um, he talked about he talked about his first stint at Olympiacos. He talked about the second time round, the differences. He talks about pretty much uh, like all the managers almost uh, like my teens uh, Mitchell uh, Valverde Santos national team the Costa Rica game what happened after that um some stories you know what was going on when penalties were being taken yeah if you haven't checked out the interview already go and check it out afterwards put it on your watch later list Yeah, that's one you you don't want to miss. Greek subtitles available to you guys. Go check it out.
0: And the Greek subtitles are are good Greek subtitles. That's why we bring up, because we do have subtitles available for everything, but these are actually, like, well-done subtitles. They are well-done
1: subtitles because I spent four or five hours editing them. So please...
0: uh... (laughs) Check out the video for Costa's sake. if you guys haven't done so already don't forget to like and subscribe ring the bell at the bottom if you want to be notified anytime we go live content is always coming we're bringing you legends interviews uh transfer season is upon us the i should say the mid-season transfer windows upon us which means more deep dives if new players come in Uh, stay up to date with us we're always bringing you guys the latest news we have our sources now Uh, we've developed some great relationships over the course of the last couple years uh for this podcast so we are always in the know these days so keep up with us we do lives post match when they happen and we're also going to be doing some stuff for the holidays as well so stay in touch hit that like button subscribe the engagements continue to help us for the algorithm and it's continuing to grow the show Uh, some great growth across the last couple of days help us continue to make this red white and community the biggest that it can be a couple of quick notes from our sponsors real quick as well uh, Piraeus International is your one-stop shop for all your international trans needs, whether you're shipping in and out of Greece, the United States, England, Australia, you name it, they can help you. Give our friends a call at 410-675-4696. That's a U.S.-based number, so don't forget, for those of you that are overseas, dial 001 to connect. And check them out on their website at www.piraeusintl.com. And lastly, guys, I don't know if any of you have been following along on socials. Uh, We've been doing the Better's Corner. I've been placing bets literally every day for every game, um, using, of course, with uh, some of the data that we have access to to try and make the most informed bets. Some of you have bet alongside with us. Some of you have shared your bets with us, which is really cool. Uh, I'm doing all right so far. Uh, Today wasn't a good day. Uh, We'll see what happens with Spain, Germany. But it hasn't been a good day for me today, but I've been winning most of them. So check it out. Bet along with us. The promo code is Gate7INTL. Uh, Visit betus.com.pa. The link is always included in our social media posts, so you can always find it there. It's also at the description of the show. So check it out, and you guys can bet and make some money with us. Now that that's out of the way, one other quick shout-out we wanted to mention before we start getting into it. And that is Libyakos DC. They have made it to the division finals of UPSL play. Uh, they had a great win against SYC United. 3 uh, nothing. It was a very strong win, very decisive win. They've made it to the division finals pretty much every season since they've started in UPSL. We're hoping that this year is the year that they win and then they go on to the national tournament and hopefully win that spot in the U.S. Open Cup. So good luck, guys. We're all with you. Guys, if you're on socials, follow them at Libyakos DC. Give them a shout. Give the boys some words of encouragement. They're really young guys. They're they're just motivated to wear the badge. You love to see it. And they're just fighting to one day maybe they can be the next players for Libiacos. So check them out and wish them uh, the best. Uh, TF91 here with a great question. Can somebody explain where does Libyakos DC compete? Uh, Olympiacos DC competes right here in the United States. Uh, They play in UPSL. That stands for the United Premier Soccer League. It's fourth division U.S. soccer. So it is the first division outside of professional. Third division is where professional starts in the U.S. So a a win here in the finals and a really good appearance in the national tournament can see some investment for them so that they can move into a professional league. Then Olympiakos will have two professional clubs across the world. That's what we're trying to get here. So these guys compete in the United States in fourth division U.S. soccer, just so that we can uh, hopefully get them into a, a professional league. So good luck to the boys. We hope to see. We hope that they uh, they win the whole thing. Now let's get on with it, boys. So, Costa, the big thing that came out, the big news, is the squad that was announced for Spain for preseason 2.0. There's a couple of surprises, uh, both. Surprise inclusions and exclusions. So we're going to put the, this is the call sheet here for everybody that went to Spain. Marcelo included after reports of us maybe cutting his contract. Kind of weird. Interesting. Doran Leitner included. I uh, like to see that. Galugiaropoulos is making it as well with uh, alongside Socrates, Rezos, Usenuba, and Adruzos. Now a notable exclusion there in the defender list is Gonzalo Avila. Not included. There's been a lot of rumor and speculation that he is cut because of what happened during the Panathinaikos game. We can touch on that in a little bit. You see the goalkeepers, no real surprises, surprises there. Midfielders, again, not too many surprises there, except for the fact that Dabo is coming to Spain with the team. We've talked to you guys, really excited about this player. He looks really good for the B team. This is a guy that Pretty much, I think all four of us agreed is ready for the first team. He's in tremendous talent; should be there. So excited to see him. And Bowler, Josh Bowler is also part of the squad. Another guy that we thought maybe was either gonna be cut or sent back to Blackpool, but you know he's included with the squad on the way you know to Spain for uh, 2.0 of preseason training. Costa, what do you make of the list and the inclusions here and exclusions?
1: To be honest with you, it's more or less what I expected. I think maybe yeah, the, the, the one that was really uncertain was Marcelo. Or, or actually, let me let me take a, a step back. The ones that I was curious to see if they were gonna go was Marcelo, Leidner, Galo from the defenders list, and then in midfield. Samaseku and Darbo for sure um because that we'd kind of caught some wind about about Darbo potentially going to Spain and then whether or not Abu Camara would be taken as a as a striking option I mean, he's only got two strikers so if somebody gets you know God forbid somebody gets injured in training or during a match and he's got pre-season with one striker to work with um honestly um from that list I, I am super happy to see that darbo gets a chance because i think when he's been playing with the b team it's 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 boys against men uh, or rather uh, the, or the other way around whichever you prefer he's above above and beyond everyone else i think in that team and i think the fact that you know in bomb is is a way with the national team gives him the opportunity to go there. I think, for me, his competition in that midfield is Kasami. Not so much bukalagis I don't know if bukalagis can turn things around at the club, but I think uh, I think this is a real chance for for Darbo to stake his place in the first team for for when he gets back. Happy to see Leidner is taken. Um, For Marcelo, I mean, it's it's the last chance. I think he has to show something while we're there. And if he doesn't, then possibly he stays and doesn't come back. Um, There were rumours that he's been offered a job by Real Madrid as an ambassador. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, to say that he's been a disappointment is an understatement. But, but there you go. I think those, you know, Darbo, Marcelo, Leidner, they're the ones to really kind of focus in on looking at looking at that list there. Samaseku too, he was one that we weren't sure. There was some talk about his contract being terminated. I mean, his loan being terminated. But he played for Hoffenheim. Uh, so he can't go back to Hoffenheim and be loaned to another club. So... To yeah. be loaned back to Hoffenheim to sit on the bench at Hoffenheim, uh, I'm not sure. It would be it would be good to to see him get get an opportunity as well. But I mean, visually, just looking at that list, like look how many midfielders are there. Like, <laughs> look how many midfielders and look how many strikers. It's um, it's an imbalance. It's an imbalanced midfield still.
0: Yeah for sure. And I guess technically Vrusai and Doi for the sake of how they've been used, they would really be defenders. They're going to be used as wingbacks. Vrusai has been pushed up the field I think once this season so far. Um but uh yeah, still even even if we move them like we're like we would su- supposed to, like we're supposed to, I should say. Um it's still a very imbalanced uh, midfield, as it were. The Samaseku thing surprises me because, again, he's a low knee. We're never doing the buyout. I thought maybe Michel would want to cut cut the court early with him, stick with the guys that are staying, but I guess not. I mean, he's a great player. Every time we see him, he ha- looks like he has something at least to offer. He looks like a great asset that could be in the midfield. So maybe Michel sees that and he's willing to move forward with him. There's a good question also here from Nolan Lindner Fox about Fadiga. What happened to Fadiga? He's on loan. Um, so I I don't think that that was ever going to be an option this season because he's on loan. He's going to stay on loan. And we'll see him when he comes back um, over the summer. So that's why you don't see him there. But, you know, I'm hoping that uh, some good comes of this preseason for the younger guys. You know, Dabo, Ledner, God, Doran, Ledner. I just want to see this kid play for the first team. Uh, I think I've said that enough. I don't need to beat that dead horse i guess but that's what that's what i want to see i want to see this kid really tear it up um we hear nothing but good things about him in training i would i think he deserves a chance on the pitch for the first team to show what he's got and i think he'll get that in those friendlies so let's hope for the best maybe a masuras revival so we don't see the what we've seen what do you think who knows honestly
1: yeah yeah, it feels like a broken record. I mean, looking at that that list of midfielders, the only attacker that you have that can play one-on-one is um is bowler Rodriguez, Gary Rodriguez, maybe if he's fit. Yeah. Yeah. So Fortunis, I don't know if Fortunis is being um uh, if they'll experiment with Fortunis on the wing at this moment in time because James is your 10, James Has is the playmaker, everything is going to be built around him. Um I would, I would be open to seeing that experiment for out on the left right now, because I think the creativity and the, you know, the, 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 the lack of guile in the, in the final third is really stark. We don't have. A player from coming from the wing that can score, that can assist. Masuras hasn't done it this season. No. no. Rodriguez played a couple of games before he got injured, same old story. So I'm I'm expecting to see that. I'm expecting to see an experiment with Fortunes out on the wing on the left. I really don't know to what extent Mitchell is going to rely on a player like bowler not not that I think like he's not good enough I just have a sense that Mitchell is less interested to invest time in players that aren't going to be here next season so Samaseku is not going to be here next season Dabo is bowler's not going to be here next season Fortunis is. You could even argue that for Agibu Camara, but okay, that's a different discussion. You probably want to play Agibu Camara so that he gets seen and somebody comes and buys him. I, I don't. That's a really interesting one, man, because this is a player who we haven't talked a lot about this season. Agibu, that is, and we all remember how it went last season. So everything pretty much revolved around him to the point where it got ridiculous. It had, yeah, we relied far too much on him and we don't know that got to his head, maybe a little bit too much pressure on his shoulders um, thrown into the deep end. And, you know, from one day to another, just became an indispensable part of the team. And now he's so far away from that player that we, you know, that was introduced to us essentially last season can he turn it around somebody's asking the question now do you i i, I don't know I, I don't know where he fits in this team i think yeah. that i think that he's an eight I, 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 um it's Like a, how to say like i don't i don't mean this like a like for like comparison by an ngolo kante but he's got the legs like he's good at breaking up possession if you look at his stats like steals and interceptions and pressures very good statistics it's the same what we discussed last season his major issue was decision making so when to shoot instead of passing or when to pass instead of shooting those kinds of things where last season we talked about a lot it's like Why did you shoot there? You had a pass on, or why did you pass? You should have shot. That's where we hoped to see improvement that we haven't. And to be honest with you, man, like he he hasn't had a run of games this season. But who do you take out? Huang. No way.
0: Absolutely. no No way.
1: There's no way you take him out of this team. So
0: look the what i always remind everybody uh cuz i get i get asked the same question as well uh people will dm and ask the same thing about agipu why does he suck now when he was so good the my my ish, i don't see a revival for agipu as it stands under michel the playstyle doesn't suit him last year think about the best things that we saw from him think about the games and the context for which we saw the best out of them. I always like to bring up the Fenerbahce game. Um, Fenerbahce, if you guys remember when we were playing the mid block against them, mid block. he was one of the guys sitting there deep as soon as they crossed midfield and they made that first pass. He was closing things down. He's very great. You already brought up intercepting the ball, um, anticipating where the ball is going to go, closing passing lanes down. closing passing lanes down. But, the problem with him is he's not offensively is, is where it, it, it doesn't seem to click that well for him. He makes some very bad decisions when we're in transition or when we're getting forward with the ball, whether it's a counter or just the run of open play. He That's where his struggle is, and you can't be struggling. Under Michel, we're playing a little bit more high tempo, a little bit more high press, more offensive. It doesn't work as well. Under Martins, when we were playing this I don't want to say anti-football, but more pessimistic football. It worked for him. He's also pretty good on a set piece. Look at some of those wonder goals he got. He got a ton of these wonder goals off of set piece situations. So these are the skills that he has. And right now it doesn't fit with what the team is doing and what's going well with the team. So this is why he's he's not doing well or maybe performing as well under Michel. It wasn't managed well by the club. And as long as michel's the coach i don't see unless he's being used as an 8 which i'm sorry right now we have better guys ahead of him i don't see how he finds his way back um to this team that's my that's my personal opinion costa um gosta there's actually um a couple co- questions in the comment section about uh gonzalo avila yeah. um and his uh, we brought we briefly brought it up earlier that there were some rumors about uh the Bonifacio's game being a, a precursor for him kind of being kicked out. Uh, but the the re, how the club has acted regarding that it doesn't seem to be con, in line or consistent with that approach. There's also a comment here about from TF91 guys. Have you heard the rumors that Avila has a health issue? Probably it's not true, but it's the only logical reason I can think of about letting him go. Um, We've heard rumors, as some of you guys have. Nothing confirmed, obviously. There's nothing that we can say is, this is the reason. All I can say from my end, at face value, I see why, you know, at face value, I can see why it's easy to think, that the Bonathinaikos game is the reason for him being shown the door. Because with with everything we've seen from him, he hasn't been bad this season. He came in to be a rotation back, and he's kind of had to step up and be the main guy. And he hasn't looked bad. He's had some great games. He's had some not-so-great games. It it doesn't make sense why you would cut him otherwise, because it's it's not like he's been super bad, as or as bad as I can say some other players have been. You know what I mean? The so the I understand why uh, people because initially I thought the same thing. I understand why people think the Panathinaikos game is why he's getting the boot. It also doesn't make sense because you look at the the club stance on the foul that he committed. Publicly, they never blamed him for anything. They always said it was never a penalty. Karapapas and his stories has always said it's never been a that's never a penalty. He did nothing wrong. Blah blah blah. So it's. The club is usually pretty consistent in what its message is or lack thereof. Does that make sense, Costa? So, I feel like I feel like if there was an issue with Avila and they took issue with him committing that foul, something would have been said already or a message would have been sent already. That's how I look at it.
1: No, so, they they would never they would never change the story. I mean, right, that, exactly. It, it, it wasn't wasn't a penalty. So to say he's going because that game is to say oh it was a penalty it's his fault. Exactly. Uh, it, it's a weird one because like you said he's come in to do a job as a rotation player. Somebody that would come in and you know fill in for the starting right back in an easier game in Greece and you know we talked about him having ability going forward and we saw that in some games like yeah his decision making needs to improve as well he's another one of those players but he's still fairly young not not old by any shape or form I can't remember how old he's 25 26 24 I thought even younger so it's a weird one because now now you get all these rumors about his health, which I don't wanna I don't wanna exacerbate. Those are rumors, like but when you hear the reporters, the, the Walibiagos well, reporters on the radio, they were saying that he looks shaky after the Panathinaikos game. Or was it we played uh, we played Ayak, the game right after that and he didn't have a great game against Ayek. my point is where did this like andrusos and rusai leapfrogged him storyline come from so all of a sudden andrusos like, and brusai were like out, out, one foot out the door yeah this summer and, and fair enough like andrus done it before man it, it, it's not the first time that Androtos has kind of worked his way back into the team, and like, hats off, credit to him. But again, like Androutos and Vruci leapfrogging Avila, all of a sudden, uh, I don't, I don't get it. And, and frankly, like, I'm so not angry i'm just so disappointed like only one of the 12 15 transfers that we made before september like, has come through that was that's juan that's insane yeah like, we made like i'm not taking into account samaseku hames bakambu i'm talking about like the signings that we made this summer that could play in europe that were available for all competitions it's totally unacceptable for a club of our size and stature that one transfer we made is successful not even this one which is a backup signing like a, a player that came into play as a like a backup squad rotation role and, and we're going to talk about Rodiney in a minute because somebody asked a question as well about we're going to talk about some transfer talk. Even if Rodiney comes back, uh, c- comes in, and you know he's the starting right back, Avila, why why wouldn't he continue to play the role that he's supposed to? He was signed for,
0: right? As a at, backup, at least right? as a backup,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a weird one.
0: Look uh, f- for me. Uh, a comment just coming in from the random dude. Avila being gone more or less confirms that the board think that he was to blame for Leo photos. We are seriously going to replace him with a thirty year old with no European experience. Look again, I'm. This isn't, um, guys. I think you're reading a little bit too much into that. And the only reason I say that is I understand. Wh- again, I understand why the you jump to that because the, otherwise there's no reason to believe that. He hasn't done anything to warrant an exit like that, but the club, regardless of how you feel sometimes about how the club is and the club stance on certain things, they are at least consistent on those things. So they wouldn't just, they wouldn't just say, they wouldn't just publicly blame, let's say the refs and not put any of it on Avila if they believed he had some part in it, because then this then makes them look like they are blaming for him. And I don't think the club would do that. The club is pretty consistent in its message. Um, f- for me, I believe it, I un- I I could believe very easily, at the very least, that it's an, it's an off-field thing. If it were an injury, if he sustained a big injury, we would already have heard about it, or at the very least that he had some kind of injury. Maybe not, we wouldn't have known exactly what it was, but... We would know that something happened to him. So it leads me to believe it's one of two things, right? Uh, Somebody already posted the rumor about a serious medical issue. It could be that, or two, some other off field issue. If it were like an off field issue, like some other type of uh, facadia, like, you know, whether it's like Ruben Semedo or Bruno, something like along those lines, I feel like we would have heard something in the news already. Or at something along those lines, something negative, maybe from one of the other uh rival papers, whatever would have said something or gotten their hands on it somehow. So I I could believe the medical issue. Again, we've heard the rumors ourselves, but we have nothing confirmed. We can't tell you it is one way or another. Uh, but I I don't think that it's has anything to do with Leo Photos, guys. So that's uh just saying that. Um, and we might as well move on to Rodney because uh, everyone's already asking about him. So yeah. pull it up, Gustav. Uh,
1: yeah, we can go and talk about transfers now. Before we do, hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Costs you nothing. If you're joining us for the first time, we're Gate7 International. Your number one English source for all things Gos, Hit the bell to get notification every time we go live. We are live after games. We have special content like the Jose Julebas interview. Again, if you haven't seen that interview, don't know where you've been the last few days, uh, go ahead and check that out. All right. So, is this the guy to solve our issues at right back? Ari, Maybe you've got another deep dive coming soon, mate. The deep dives are going to start up again.
0: They will if he um, if he does sign. I like. I always say I always do a deep dive for him. I don't have much for you guys right now for him. Uh, the one thing I can say the the profile and a lot of people aren't going to like this for sure. The profile is very similar to like how when when i watched gonzalo avila play the profile is like very similar to some of the stuff we saw with avila pretty good getting forward decent dribbling ability but the defensive ability again is like mm, you know what i mean it's a it's a little questionable again at the very least at a cursory glance i deep dives i spend hours looking at film and i'll get a much better sample size i'll look at a lot more um regarding the player what he's done you know and everything else. But what I've seen so far, there's two things that are very clear. He's a pretty good dribbler and he's a pretty bad defender, like defending the ball. So those are the two things he has going for him. I'm not overly impressed by what he's done this season. Uh, For those of you that know, he plays in the Brazilian league. He's played for Flamengo. Um, He's uh, I'm not overly, again, not overly impressed with what he's done. I think he had last I checked was like six assists for the season. Um, and that's in, I don't know how many games, but it's over 3000 minutes. Um, so it's okay. It's nothing terrible. I mean, at this rate, it'll probably be similar to what Oleg will do. If Oleg follows his similar trajectory, not that that's saying much, uh, in terms of, uh, volume of balls in the box, the cursory look that I saw I, I, as far as career average goes, doesn't give me a lot to really get excited about. It's not like there's high volume um, coming from him throughout the season. So we'll see. I mean, if he does sign for the club, I'll do a much more in-depth analysis. But a, a rumor like this, it doesn't exactly excite me, I should say. You know what I mean? At the very least, Gonzalo Avila was younger. I would much, per, I would much rather have a younger guy. Um, you know, assuming everything is okay, there's no major health issues or whatever. If everything is status quo, I prefer a guy like Avila. You could argue that the CV for this guy is a little bit better uh, if you value the Brazilian league more than second division England. But aside from that, I'm not overly excited with this transfer. It just seems like it just seems like another lateral step, or ba- maybe a step backwards for me. I don't know how you how you see this at first glance, Gustav, but I, this guy doesn't overly excite me.
1: No, and I and I think in reality, look, man, I, I, in, in the modern game, I think the two most important two of the most important players in the team are your wing backs. So to think that we're going to get, you know, like a top wing back, like a omar in his in his heyday replacement or a simicas replacement in january never gonna happen i think it's a band-aid as labros would put it i think it's a band-aid transfer he's 30 going 31 he'll be 31 in january now the story is that river plate we're looking at him so he's out of contract he's out of contract so he's a free transfer okay so Low risk for the club, like Vasalco was money-wise. We knew we knew Vasalco's injury issues. This guy, as far as I know, he doesn't have injury issues. Yeah, he played 47 games last season. So I, I, I'm wondering a little bit how he's gonna be if he I mean, presumably they want him to go to Spain so that he can gel with the team. Yeah, Get to know the, the his teammates, the manager, the system he wants to play so that he can play in January immediately because we don't have a starting right back. So this guy is coming in reportedly on a free transfer, on a two-and-a-half-year contract. What can I tell from the videos? Like You can't. I mean, these guys sit and they do videos and they show all the good stuff. I don't know the player. Right. I'll ju- judge him when I see him. But it is what we can do right now in a January transfer window. And we we heard some rumors over the summer from I mean from contact that we were looking at the Brazilian market throughout the summer. William was another name that we were hearing a lot talking to talking to some people. Like we were looking at the Brazilian market, so the the fact that we've turned there for this kind of signing doesn't surprise me based on what we heard this summer from our contacts. This is a player now who, yeah, a lot of people are saying that he was in the um, he was in the larger squad, the larger Brazil squad before they picked the final twenty-two. Flamengo fans seem to love him. If you go on socials and you look at the uh, the comments about him leaving, there some of them are distraught. yeah. So I I figure he plays with a lot of passion. He seems very physical, strong. Again, from some some highlight clips that I've seen, he's reportedly rejected a bid from River Plate from Al Nasser. they not interested to go and play for for money over there he has some motivation he play, he uh, he turned down an offer apparently from from Serie A from a lower a lower team in Serie A and it looks like he wants to come to us because he wants to okay come and fight for the league and have the have the possibility to play in in European competition which right now from the offers he has we would probably be the only team to be able to offer that to him He's never played in Europe. Can he adapt quickly? It's the Greek league. I mean, we're not playing in a European competition. How right. how bad how bad can he be? Some people are some people are are, are saying. Some people are asking. I don't know. I found that. With... With... <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. but I've been finding that the more we say that question, especially in recent times. Can he can he be worse than what we have? Can it get much worse? We said we tend to surprise ourselves sometimes, and also our track record with Brazilians hasn't been good.
1: No, it hasn't. I'm just you you just uh, you just stole that from. I had it on the tip of my tongue. I mean, the last one was Rafinha. Okay, he came at thirty four, thirty five from from Flamengo. Again, he came from Flamengo uh before that I mean my my mind goes back to Santana some of you remember Santana absolute travesty six-month loan signing um trying to think of other Brazilians we've had at the back Edu Dracena, some of you might remember Julio Cesar Leonardo at left back was another one he was he was all right Igor Carioca the Brazilian uh the Brazilian Croatian who he was a good player, by the way. He's playing in France now in League One. Anyway, we'll never we'll never know about that. But yeah, Brazilians at the back hasn't gone too hasn't gone too well for us. Let's see, let's see when uh, when this is done. You know, you've got another deep dive to do, mate. I'm looking forward to to hearing what you've what you've got there. But if anything, like this is an experienced player. Huh? just come back of winning the the Copa Libertadores with with Flamengo and Flamengo is a massive team like so he won't come to Greece and be you know in awe or in awe of the 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 raucous crowds and all of that like he'll be he'll be used to that let's see
0: you would hope at least there's also uh we got a question here about Daniel Mancini the rumors about uh the artist. The Oddis uh, left wing, right wing, attacking mid. We'll just call him midfielder. Um that one for at least for me, that one's a little bit more interesting of a uh, I don't know. Like at face value, he's more interesting of a, a prospect than this because he's got the same number of goal contributions, like, and but with a thousand minutes he's played about 1200 minutes so far this season.
1: When's when's the last time he played Ari? I swear he's been injured or like Ari hasn't been playing him. But like this is the thing. I I don't want to sign players for the sake of signing them, right? It's like Mancini isn't a long-term transfer. Like he, he doesn't have he doesn't have a long-term future at the club. Neither does does Rodina. Okay, like you say no, that foreign I, players or players come in and you know, after two and a half years, we sell them. So, you know, define define a long-term objective, somebody that can like last in the team. But for me, Mancini's is not really somebody that we can bring in and sell at a higher price. Neither is Rodineau. It's not no. like I don't. Like, it's I'm another with you. Band, it's another band-aid transfer. It's like, oh, we're lacking wingers. But we've got Josh Bowler until the end of the season. Use him. So that's what yep. we're gonna do with Mancini. We would sign Mancini and say, "Oh yeah, like we, you know, see what he does until the end of the season." And then, oh, you know, Olly is going to look for a winger like we do every summer. So you're not bringing in Mancini to be a starter. I'd rather play Fortunis on the wing. Me too. I would rather play Fortunis on the wing than sign Mancini. Fortunis yep. will give me the same, if not better. It's like, okay, might not be as fast as Mancini. But in terms of goal contributions or assists, I expect higher numbers from Fortunis than I do from Mancini. Mancini, qu'est-ce yep. que, es que Mancini? Like, what am I gonna do with Mancini? Is he better than Bowler? I don't I'm not sure. Does he know the Greek league? Yeah, he knows the Greek league. Like I'm not a fan. Like, I'm but, not I'm not a fan of that signing.
0: Uh, a familiar, a familiar question, but this time with a different player. When was the last time we had a great Adis player come and play well for us? Oh God,
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like,
0: do you have one? No, <laughs> I can't think of a player from Adis that did very well with us. I can't. We've no. we've gotten a couple. We've gotten a couple from yes. Adis. And they've never... Avram. Avram. Oh no shit. Yeah. Oh, that's... Oh. Well, but that how long ago was that? Yeah, exactly. That's the what last, I'm saying. Like, that's that what I'm saying. The last... Good call. I swear,
1: like, I swear, like, the last good signing, like, from Aris with Avram. From
0: Aris would have been Avram. You're absolutely right. I was only, like, thinking, like, the last five, six years. Uh, even trying to go back as far as 10 years. And I can't think of... I couldn't think of anybody. We've signed, um, like, Javito. Javito came yep. from,
1: uh, from Aris. He barely played. I think Valverde had him in his squad. He maybe got one or two chances and
0: mm-hmm. maybe a
1: cup game and never really played.
0: Didn't Bruno come from them too, or did he, we give them Bruno? Uh,
1: I can't remember if he was at Atromitos or on to Aris. Or I, I, yeah. can't, I can't remember.
0: Yeah. It's, of course, then, the, the most recent one is AK-47. Oh. So... What a waste was like, that was. Yeah. Um, well, the hold on a minute. The jury could be out because uh, – didn't Bagaglianis come from them? Yeah. yeah so if Bagallanes Bagallanes turns out, if he turns out, that would change.
1: Bagaglianis hasn't so,
0: played, though. Yeah, but he, he hasn't played, played. exactly. But yeah. then in that case, we should only buy center backs from Addis, then, if Bagaglianis turns out. To, <laughs> that, that That's the only thing we'll get well from Oh, gosh. Um. Yeah, we have to go back further, but anyway, that that's besides the point. I'm I'm with you there, man. I don't I I'd rather I'd rather just trust younger talent at this point. Um, thank you, TF ninety one. Bruno did go to Addis after us. I forgot where we even got Bruno from. Must have been like here or something. Oh, uh, you
1: see, pe- pe- people are going off in the chat. I don't know if this is before I said his name or after. Avram, yeah. Avram, Avram, this. Did he was
0: he I didn't even think about that one. is
1: I can't remember. But yeah, yeah we, we can is a good show. It was a good show.
0: We can we can put this to bed. Good old Y Scout here ready to help us out. Yeah, there you go. Good old Y Scout. No, it was it was Addis. Yeah, we sent him to iraklis oh. after that. Oh, okay. And Bruno was outromidos. So I was gonna look that one up too, but the chat's already got got me there. Thank you guys. But yeah, man, it's uh, well. We'll see, look. We'll see what happens. I, I. It feels like with some of what we've already heard for the winter that we're just about to make the same mistakes again that we've already been making. Yeah, like, totally. I'm with you. We we trusted some of our younger guys, and look what it's gotten us. You know what I mean. Ndoy, we put the faith oh, in Ndoy. Yeah. He turned out. Look, Adruzos worked his butt off. I'd rather trust what's already here. I'd rather trust what's in the system. We have enough talent to win the to to win the league. We have enough talent to finish the season strong as it is. Pick the rest of the pieces. I don't want any more nonsense. No more mercenaries. No more guys that aren't going to play with 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 this and play for the badge. I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm Just with play. you. Play the guys. Play the younger guys. They're full of passion. They want to play. I'm
1: with you. And there's another rumor that surfaced a few hours ago, and that's about Seydou Doumbia. He's a player that plays for Angers in, in League One. They're the worst defense in in French uh, top-flight football. Uh, they're most likely going to get relegated. Dumbia is a left-back from the Ivory Coast. He started his career at PSG in the youth system. He's basically been playing in League One his entire career. He's 26 years of age. And he's out of contract in the summer. And uh, he was mentioned as a potential transfer target. He's a left back. And again, you're just like, okay, for me, you don't sign a left back unless you're selling one you have Abchuk. you have doran leidner is marcelo ever going to play at left back but you have three there already yeah if you sign this guy dumbia no chance to see doran leidner i i, I feel like i feel like it's one of those typical transfer windows it's always the same, it's like names coming and going just to just to keep keep things going, just to keep putting stories out there. I have a feeling from listening to the manager when he joined, he said I want to work with 24 players. He took 24 players to Spain plus 3 keepers, 27 players. We should not be making signings unless they are absolutely necessary a right-back is absolutely necessary a center-back a center-back probably I don't know how much we can rely on Socrates. no he's in, he got injured like he got injured in the last game I don't know how long he's going to be out and he's a rhythm player he needs two three games to be Socrates. Yeah. Erezzos, not reliable. I I, I, I I love him, but he's unreliable. And then who have you got? Like you're gonna get Avram to put his uh you know training kit back on, Paul Skull style. I don't know who else have we got at centre back? I'm lost, I'm genuinely lost. Like Bar? No, thank Forget you. It. No, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I'm done. Like and Cissé I love as well, but I hope Cissé gets a move. It's over
0: yeah. for Sinsei in the club. It's over. Yeah. I love it. I love it is to
1: bit
0: Is it too much to ask that maybe we we grow a young center back pairing together? Like what why why did we stop why did we stop doing that with our with our Greek center backs? You know what I mean? Or bringing right, in yeah. maybe like another Greek center back that can play well. Like remember when we had Manola and Siovas playing together? I thought that was a great center back pairing. We, here we have Doy who's playing very well, and we have two other guys that are promising, one that's on loan, Bagaglianis, and then Kaloyeropoulos. Is it too much to ask to start maybe building some chemistry between those guys? Let let them play? I'd, maybe that's something for over the summer, but why not let Kaloyeropoulos play alongside alongside uh, Doy? I know maybe you want some more veteran experience there, um, at the very it? least to finish the season. You need somebody that's more veteran, but I would like to grow a young pair together
1: but that's why Socrates and Doi worked so well
0: yeah because you had you had
1: the experience of Socrates and the the youth and like determination of 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 Doi. and yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't know we know that there were some talks when they came yeah. for the friendly in the summer but I don't know, like the is probably quite expensive too, man.
0: I I don't he's not coming back to Greece, man. There's no way.
1: Yeah, like, I pff. Nolan. Yeah, there's cut, no way cut, dude. The, bullshit. cut the bullshit, on, man. man. There's no Come way. Come on, buddy. There's no way. We should have signed him back then, but Arsenal yeah. Benga picked up to him, like fair enough. But um yeah.
0: Yeah. That's just what I want to see, man. I would love. I don't see why we can't just start building at a necessity, trying to build a young core for for center back. Like, okay, the the either way though, like the moves that need to be made. Um, you you look at like forget left back. You look at okay, maybe you need somebody a veteran, healthy presence at center back, and then a right back, and then don't forget we forgot to mention left back. Who's coming back over the summer after his loan? Kitsos. Project Nutsimikas. Sure, And he actually – he's having a decent go of it. Like right before the break, he was actually doing pretty well with Ammonia, playing against Manchester United, playing uh, multiple league games for them. I mean he had literally – He was marking Anthony. He was
1: marking Anthony against United. He did really well.
0: Looked very well. Gosta. look at his – I mean all I can tell you is, and I have it pulled up right here. Like look at his volume of shot contributions. I would cry – if Oleg could put up these kind of numbers. Okay, yeah, it's Cyprus, but we play in Greece, man. Like and we can't get Oleg to play balls forward or into the box. Kitos also can dribble past people.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like I don't want to hear, honestly, I, I don't want to hear anything about a left back. If I hear that we're we're looking for another left back signing outside of what we have without selling rep or without getting rid of somebody else, I'm gonna lose my mind. I only want to hear about right back i really want to hear about right back right that's what i want to hear about that's it that's it man
1: you like look at everything that's being talked about even if we sign a winger we sign a proper winger not daniel mancini we sign a proper winger yeah otherwise just go with bowler go with bowler and rodriguez to the end of the season you don't need more players for the sake of having players. You need players that will make a difference. The only necessity is a right back. Even at centre back, I will go as far as saying, go with what we have. You bought Retos back in the summer. It was it a gamble? Play it. Like put your chips on the table, then. You bought Retos, play him. Now in this now in Spain. Socrates is injured. I know he's in the squad, but play Letos and Doi. Can yeah. Letos play two 90-minute games? Can he play three 90-minute games in a row? Play him against Huddersfield. Play him against Dundee. Play him against Forest. Let's see. And then decide, do we really need to buy a band-aid centre-back? Yeah. Or should we trust Bar again? Play him. Why did we bring him back? Why did we bring back Rezos? Did we just bring him back so that we could make numbers for the UEFA list? No. No. Play him.
0: Yeah. The, here's a comment from uh uh Ares Galamatis or aris Galamatis, sorry. Uh Madalas coexisted with Siovas only two seasons and he was in both starting 11s. The my point was the, the Greek Going back to the Greek center back thing. Um, not that they were built for a very long time. Yeah, you're 100% right. I just wanted, like, that those seasons when we had Manola and Siovas, we had an all Greek back line. Do you remember that? It was Torosidis, Manola, Siovas, and Holevas. We had an all Greek back line. We could get, we could, we're like, if we build this, you know, if it works out how I would like it to work out, we could also have an all Greek back line again. Well, you know, okay, maybe Retzos sticks around. We bring up Kaloyeropoulos and Doi. We have uh Kizos on the left. Okay, hopefully Doran Ledner too. And then on the right, well, for the moment, it's Brusai and Androutsos. We're almost there, we're almost there. We're that close to having an all Greek backline.
1: Big but... mistake this summer. Big mistake this summer not signing Salyakas, letting him go to second division Germany.
0: Big mistake. Who laughed at us when we talked about that too in Love our it. chat? It was Labro? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, We're uh. going to. Costa, we're coming up almost an hour. Almost an hour we're coming up to here. Uh, Before we close up, uh, maybe brief chat about the World Cup for a few games tomorrow. Uh, Guys, uh, I don't know if any of you guys are betting guys out there, but uh, those of you that have been following, uh, I've actually been doing pretty well with some of our, our betting uh some of our pro tips as it were for betting been doing all right i'm still in the black even though today i don't think i've won anything but uh like and subscribe guys don't forget those of you that are tuning in uh keep in touch uh, with all the news that's coming all the betting stuff that's going on for the world cup we also um uh, are gonna get in touch with all the transfer rumors where ears are on the ground everybody is all over the place our our hands are everywhere these days keeping you guys up to date with all the latest information. So help us continue to grow the red and white community and make this the best that it can be. But real quick before we close up, let's get some of these betting tips out for the boys. There's a lot of you guys that are bettors. Uh, I do post the bets that I make every night. We put them on socials to follow along. There's a couple of games coming up. Uh, The first game that's coming up is uh, tomorrow. It's going to be Serbia versus Cameroon. Uh, For those of you that uh, are looking to bet, the bet that I'm making, uh, I actually am taking uh, Serbia in this match, and I'm taking an uh, uh, under. I'm using an over-under as well. It's like one of those double parlays. So I'm taking a Serbia win with under 2.5 goals. Part of the reason being is uh, the reason I'm taking this is under. With Serbia and Cameroon's last performances, plus their performances leading up to the World Cup, neither one of them have been in games where they score three goals very often in fact both teams the games that they play they're averaging under two and a half goals a game so mathematically the odds are with you that this game will be um, around that time now i think serbia of course uh even though they didn't look so good against brazil it's brazil one of the strongest teams in the tournament they've got a lot of firepower that and Cameroon, for me doesn't seem to have it they only had one great chance in the first game that they played uh, and it was a bit of a whiff of a chance. So uh, I'm taking Serbia with this, and I've got the under 2.5 goals. go do you have any fun bets for this game? Any picks for the winner?
1: Mitrovic to score. That's be. another
0: shout. He it's actually it's is be. the favorite to score first. It's only 2.4. Very low okay. payout.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I expected a little bit more from Serbia against Brazil. Um, I think they set up quite conservative fair enough playing against brazil which is a, a team that plays with with casemiro and then neymar as like a an 8/10 slash 10 and you know very very attacking so okay maybe they were wise not to go all out but serbia's got some good attacking players man like uh, filip, filip kostic didn't play in the first game uh i can't remember if he came on as a sub vlahovic uh, vlahovic came on in the second half uh, i expect I expect Serbia to play Vlahovic and, and Mitrovic up front and put Kostic out on the left. I remember Kostic was a nightmare when we played Frankfurt. That, that left foot, great balls into the box. Uh, and Kostic and Vlahovic play at Juventus together, don't they? They do. Like, I, yeah, I expect, uh, I think under 2.5 is a decent, decent shout, borderline. Borderline. It could be – if Serbia score in the first half, I, I don't know about that Cameroon defense, to be honest with you.
0: Well, I, so I, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. It's the, – the, the funny thing is Serbia, when, when like, I pull the games up, right, they do have – like, if you look at the games they just played in the last calendar year, right, including the game that they played against Brazil. The games are either them cr- crushing their opponents for – or whatever to one, or it's like a single goal in the game. So the average puts it at about 2.2, 2.4, 2, 2. but I'm going <laughs> with, yeah, Kunde will, will save Cameroon. Maybe I'm,
1: one of those rockets from outside the box actually goes in, and then we can sell him.
0: Yeah, but uh, Cameroon hasn't looked terrible, and I've just been seeing... The or at least the way I see it, with where the the opportunities have come from, Serbia, it's one of those things like expectation versus how they've rea- like realistically performed. They have great attacking talent. They should be scoring more. They just haven't recently. So that's more the under two point five also had a much better payout than the three point five. So that's also why I picked it. But we'll see what happens. Um, those are the uh, those are my picks at least for tomorrow's game. Uh, Then the next game we've got going on, South Korea and Ghana. Now I have to tell you, I mean, I've got a soft spot for South Korea in this game. I think we all do. Yeah, I think we all do. So no surprise. Uh, My bet for this game, I've got a South Korea win and both teams to score. Uh, Somebody, uh, actually my cousin, thought that was a strange bet for me to make because he thought South Korea played very well in their game against Uh, Uruguay and he didn't and he thought Ghana maybe uh, has a lot of goals that they're going to concede I'm not I'm not taking a lot away from this Ghanaian team but I do think the South Korean team should have gotten points out of their previous game I thought they did very well personally I thought they possessed the ball very well and I'm doubling down on that this time I got the bet wrong before because I had South Korea uh, to win and both teams to score but neither scored in the last game so I'm doubling down on that uh, with this game going forward I think I think um, South Korea, uh, the, the Ghanaian team, is a weaker team. Uh, it's a different team, a team that can score and that has power getting forward. But I think that they they will get the win. But I think there will be some goals in this game too. So I'm doubling down on my previous bet with him. How do you think? I'm never betting Joe Wong to score. He actually doesn't have a nice payout for this either. It was only like 4, 4.0 not enough it should be like 11 and then maybe i would have placed the bet for it to be (laughs) honest with you
1: whatever you do guys don't forget to go and bet on BetUS.com.pa. you can use the code gate7 intl you get 125 percent boost on your first deposit if you're a betting guy yeah go and check that out as well nice little promo uh help incentive from us yeah gi joe to score tomorrow I don't know, man. Yeah. But I think I, I think both teams to score is a is a good bet. I haven't I haven't seen the, the lines, but that that seems
0: six. That's a six six tomorrow. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. I'll put a tenner on that.
0: Yeah, tomorrow. so I, I sat there and I was well it, on Bet US it's a six. So that's why I said wait a minute because I was looking at some of the other lines and um I As soon as I saw that it was that high, I was like, come on. I mean, there's going to, there has to be goals in this game. I mean, just the way you saw how Ghana played against Portugal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way this game doesn't have goals in it. So, I mean, South Korea should have had goals against Uruguay. They had one penalty that I thought was a clear penalty for me that was not given to them by the referee. And they had quite a few opportunities against a strong, a very strong Uruguay team, in my opinion. So we'll see, man. We'll see what happens, but uh, I didn't want to do another boring over 2.5 goal bet, something like that, so I just wanted to mix it up a little bit. But that's what I'm going for On about, Ladbrokes, so, yeah. it's two. Only on two? Ladbrokes,
1: yeah, Ladbrokes, oh. both teams to score is two.
0: two I got, got 6.0 on this one, buddy.
1: Six to six to one.
0: Yeah, buddy. That's
1: crazy. Go on BetUS.com now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to score. That's nuts.
0: I'm telling you, I mean, people have people have messaged me over uh, things because their, their odds have been way better than most of the European ones. So very enticing, very enticing stuff. Uh, wow. Third match, I don't think anybody is going to be very different for me than this, but you have Brazil versus Switzerland. That's the third game of the day. And
1: yes.
0: the bet that I took for this is a Brazil win and over three and a half goals scored. Brazil that's what in, i've got for this over
1: three and a half mm-hmm. that's two, 2.95 on Ladbrooks.
0: so this one for me was uh 4.5 or sorry 3.5
1: 3.5 okay
0: so that was normally i usually stick around the 2.5 mark for the over-unders because i think that's like very safe you see like most of the averages that's where my money's been made on a lot of these bets is sticking to that 2.5 and getting the right result or the right winner, I should say. Uh, but it seemed, it seemed pretty juicy. Unfortunately, because South, uh, because Brazil's such a heavy favorite, there's like no lines that have really good odds or anything that's super tasty. Everything is like 1.1 or like very low twos. Not too much was enticing, but this Brazil team just looks really good, man. Um, they have to be favorites or if Brazil
1: Brazil to win and both teams to score is 3.4 on Ladbrook. but their defense looked pretty good too the last game Tiago Tiago was walking it but it was just clearing everything and Casemiro was everywhere and who was the other center back it was uh, Tiago and here, I can Marquinhos. You. And Marquinhos, Marquinhos. There you go.
0: Yeah, And they're both, they're both great players. I mean, yeah. Serbia, I'm pretty sure Serbia's XG was 0.2 for that match.
1: Yeah, no, they did nothing. I don't remember this- Serbia really having a sniff.
0: And to be fair with this game as well, it's not like, you know, Switzerland didn't exactly wow me in the first game either. Uh, that first game that they played, that they played, I was not, uh, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed. Uh, they got the one nothing against Cameroon. And I, I mean, Cameroon in that game, I thought, they only had one major scoring chance in that game. But they got forward, in my opinion, just as well as Switzerland did. So I'm not super high on this Swiss team. Uh, their defense is usually pretty good. But if if they were that pressured by um, Cameroon, I, I really feel like Brazil's going to have a field day with them. But we'll see. Uh, that was my bet for that was my bet at the very least for this. It's a little bit. I think it's a little aggressive. If you want to be safe, you could do 2.5, but the 2.5 line is very low. I mean, for Bet US at the time when I was doing the bets, it was 2.1, which is that's um, nothing. So I'm, I'm going a little bit higher on those. The last game, of course, is Portugal Uruguay. Uh, this one was uh, this is a very interesting, probably the more fun game of the day. Um, I'm I. In the end, I did take Portugal uh, as the winner with an under two point five. So, Portugal Santos Ball. They tend to play more defensive, although they did get a few goals against the Ghanaian team. I think because of that, I think Santos is going to huddle it in, play it close to the chest. It'll it'll be an uglier game maybe than we're, we expect, especially for the, ta- the the talent that Portugal has. Uh, I think they will get the win. It'll be a little ugly. The goals will probably come in the second half. That's the context I see. But I think when the first one goes in with Portugal, they'll get a second one again after that. So one nothing, two nothing, Portugal. I'm looking at under a 2.5 spread, and this one's paying out uh, 4.5. So decent odds again. Um, so I think I'll, I I think I'll probably hit at least one of these tomorrow. Um, my general strategy with these guys. Stay away from like the exact scoreline bets. Those are traps, and they're very rare, very hard to get. Stay away from those traps. Stick to over-unders and uh, picking match winners. That's Those have been the ones where I've been cleaning up on, and I'm healthily in the black. So for those of you, I've had people ask me about corners. Corners are fun to do, but it's just all over the place. Um, and they don't pay out as well right now for the World Cup. Um, I was doing corner bets for Libyakos in Europa League because there were some crazy, crazy odds you could get for those. But for the World Cup, it's not as tasty. It's not as interesting. So I'm sticking to a lot of these over-unders and kind of like these double parlays where I pick the match winner and then I go with an over-under or like both teams to score or something like that. Um, And then in some cases, if it's like a, a, a vast underdog, I just pick the win like I did with Japan. So, and now I made, that was paid, that paid out 11, uh, that was 11 to one. So I bet did really well with that. And that's what I'm sticking with, with these guys. Don't fall into the traps with like, I'm not even doing like first to score or goal scorer. Those seem like traps to me too. stick with over-unders, double parlay them into, uh, um, match winners. And if you've been following the world cup, uh, there's been some surprises. Don't get me wrong. But if you've been following and watching the games, um, there's not too many major surprises. Uh, and you can take a reach here and there. Uh, when you're doing your bets, do a couple that are close to the chest that seem a little bit more sure, and then take a flyer or two. It doesn't hurt. And it's fun. Uh, that we're In the end, we're doing this because it's fun. Sparrows, you've been sending me your bets also, so thank you for doing that, and thank you for engaging. If you want to bet with us, don't forget, Gate7INTL is the promo code. Every time we post the bets for the next day, we also include the link so You can go directly, just set the account up. They accept crypto, so you can use cryptocurrency uh, to make your deposits as well. And they double whatever you're depositing for crypto as well. <clears throat> and uh, I, I think a credit card, they take credit card, but only for specific countries, I think. Um, so, But check it out, guys. The odds are great. The odds are better than most of the other uh, platforms I've seen because they're trying to get aggressive and get people to bet with them. And you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. Share your bets with us too, for those of you that haven't done it already. And we're going to keep doing this the rest of the World Cup. Uh, who knows? Maybe on another show we'll do some more bets like this. But, Gosta, um, I think this is about to wraps it up. I don't think we have anything else tonight. Who do you got for your World Cup winner while we're here? Who do you think's gonna like three teams? Who do you think are your three front runners right now for the World Cup?
1: disclaimer I've watched very little so far but I think Brazil France um ask me ask me again after the knockouts maybe Spain I didn't what I didn't watch the Germany game today but well we were
0: recording I watched the beginning before we came up here and it was tight but I like. Uh, I, I'm like, dude. Brazil and France. I mean, yeah. Brazil and France. They, they just have more depth than everybody else. Um, but my third, USA. USA. Shop. USA.
1: <laughs>
0: Should have beat. Should have beat the three lions. The three pussy cats. Should have beaten them. We'll see what happens. We what have, about? We
1: clo- uh, Ne- never write off the Croatians either. Um, like one
0: of those, yeah.
1: Oh, never yeah. Write, never write Croatia off.
0: Oh, that game pissed me off because I had the right context. I just thought that the goals wouldn't come, like the winning goals wouldn't come until the second half. I knew Canada would score first, but and I knew Croatia would end up winning the game, but I really thought that first half it would be 1-1 and end 1-1 And then second half, Croatia would run away with it. But they got the second goal before the half. Ah, man. Their Croatia is always good, man. Modric is just class. I love that guy. Legend. Absolute legend. Tottenham legend. (laughs) Stop. I I always forget that he played there before going to Real. Of course he did. Yeah, I always forget that. I always forget about that club.
1: Just because you're an Arsenal fan. (laughs)
0: All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening, especially those of you that made it this far. Don't forget to check out the Holebas interview if you haven't done so already. Amazing interview. Best interview we've done so far. More great things to come. Cheer on Libiacos DC. They've got their division final game this Saturday. Send a message to the guys. Wish them the best of luck. We want the best for our boys. Anybody that wears the red and white kit. And thank you guys again. We'll see you next time. Don't know when the next episode will be. Probably next Sunday, I think. Today is Sunday, right? Yeah, today is Sunday. So next Sunday probably, unless something fun comes up midweek. Who knows? Check out the bets as we post them as well if you want to make money. We've been making money so far, so join with us, and you can make a pretty penny yourself. So until next time, guys, this is Gate 7 International. Buy the fans, for the fans. We'll see you next time.
1: Oh, i